You're about to listen to a We Are LA Tech remix episode, where we present to you a curated selection of impactful clips from previous episodes that you may have missed. And be sure to follow the links in the show notes to listen to the full episodes. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Bo Abrams, co-founder and CEO of Komu, a private network for mobility and sharing your home. I'm based in West LA. First and foremost, right, like you nailed it, right? I'm, I'm very passionate about LA. And I also see LA as the, one of the, the great new big tech hubs, like in the next you know, 50 years, I think LA will be right up there with Silicon Valley. And I'll explain that I think a lot of that is our focus on consumer. So when I say that, it's like, obviously, there's a tech focus on consumer. There's great companies like Snap, for instance, that are out here. But like, we are just a consumer empire, broadly speaking, across the board, right? The entertainment industry, media, all of that is is kind of being built around consumer. And you're seeing this massive kind of convergence from tech to consumer, in my opinion. So like, even think about Andreessen Horowitz, and or even like your podcast, for instance, it's like people like Andreessen's a good example, right? Where they they have their A16 podcast, where they start talking about their companies that they're investing in and why all of a sudden, you know, the, the uh, Mark Andreessen and Ben Horowitz become like these sort of, you know, figures in the sort of the zeitgeist of tech, uh, like Elon Musk. And they're just becoming more like almost like celebrities. And then that's like propagating these companies into becoming successful companies because they're getting that exposure, you know, from these guys that are very influential in the biggest industry in the world, the technology industry. And, it's kind of like how like those guys uh, talk about how they were really in touch with, uh, you know, the CAA like partnership and whatnot out here, and saying that like they recognize that this is now not just about putting capital into companies. A lot of it is about the sort of media marketing machine that you know then again pushes those companies to the next stage. So I just kind of believe like that's inevitable. Like LA because of our sort of entertainment presence, like. You're going to see a lot of tech being built out here. First off, I think our lifestyle is just way better than San Francisco, New York, no offense. But also it's just like we understand consumer in a different way, and that creates tremendous value for those companies. So I think we're just ahead of the curve there. But yeah, Gus and I, like I said, we're, we're just very passionate about L.A. I think it's so funny that people think, you know, uh, you've got to go up to the Bay to like build or whatever. I know that you're saying more for fundraising, but I, I've gotten a lot of feedback about, you know, going up to the Bay. And we're no, like, same. Yeah. And I'm like, this is technology. Like, this is designed to create the opportunity to do and build and work and be in this anywhere. You know, I'm talking to you across town right now, somehow through airwaves or through, you know, the internet instantaneously. Like, why does it, why do I have to be physically, you know, up north to build the same thing that I could build down here? Um, so that was always just another, you know, pain point. And like, you know, I think we are building a product that's designed to actually let you live and work anywhere. So like, it's not that we are like so hell bent on being based in LA. It's just that like, you know, we've had great conversations with some of the funds down here. We're, you know, hopefully going to close one or two of them in this, in this round to, you know, kind of round up the remaining 1 million that we want to raise. 
but like, yeah, we're, we're not opposed to going to New York or San Francisco, uh, for more funding. It's just like, we haven't even needed to go and sort of open that release valve yet because things are sort of going so well with the, the LA funds that understand our vision for being again, a consumer behemoth company out here. Hi, this is Sabina Suri, co-founder and chief strategy officer of FoxFox. We are an e-commerce gifting company based in Brentwood. Honestly, there's no <laughs> great story to it. It's just, we were just kind It's a of, cool name. Thank you. We, we loved, we wanted the word box to be in it because we knew gift boxes were going to be integral. Um, and then we were just kind of playing on like, what could be fun, like iconography, like what could be like kind of mm. fun and playful and like for us, foxes are like so fun and like so totally. like playful and curious and clever and like we just like that. So it's been really cool for like our branding because we've been able to do like, you know, one of our taglines is like you lucky fox and like we put that in like different language and it's just fun and we call our loyalty program the fox fleet. So it's just like fun to have that as like a part of the brand. You and at least one of your other co-founders, is it both of your, no, I think just one of your other co-founders both had ad agency experience. Was it both of yeah. them or just one? Um, myself and Chelsea both did. Yeah. And how did that ad agency experience play into serving your company? And that was very short lived, by the way. You're like, eh, totally. peace out to like normal yeah. jobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I worked in agencies. I, you know, even in the short time, I worked at three different agencies and Chelsea worked at two. And really like I, the experience was amazing. I think there were so many things that I learned. I think and one they weren't was- just any ad agency. It was like the top <laughs> ad agencies in the world. <laughs> <laughs> They were no amazing. I'm, I'm very grateful. Um, I feel like I learned, I mean, so many things, I think how to be really buttoned up because we were client facing and it was always like, you know, thinking about everything through a client lens, like who is the end person that's going to be looking at this email, this deck, like anything. So it was always about like putting your best foot forward in a professional setting. I met amazing people, like obviously met Chelsea through agency world, but also like made so many other friends and connections who have supported BoxFox along the way and like allowed us to kind of like, honestly, like sent our holiday catalog and like we've gifted, you know, all the employees through just like those personal oh, nice. connections, yeah. things like that. Also, I think just like the design sensibility, like I learned like Keynote is like such a big part of our business, just literally like <laughs> Keynote, the, the, you know, the um, application and like we, the power, not the, PowerPoint, yeah. the PowerPoint competitor. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and like I, everything we do is in Keynote. And that was like from the beginning, because I was like, I love Keynote. So we're going to be like a keynote type of company and like it's been like like being able to like lead with design a little bit has been huge for us so so many things but I think those are like three I would think of so cool so cool your story is very exciting are you from Los Angeles um I'm actually originally from the Bay Area a suburb an hour south of San Francisco and are your co-founders from Los Angeles because you have two co-founders Yes, one is from Whittier um, and one is actually from NorCal as well, from Half Moon Bay. Hi, I'm Tatiana Mulry, general partner and co-founder of Steamwork Ventures, a series C to series A investment firm, and we're based in Los Angeles. So, so true. I can think of so many um, times in my life where that has, you know, somebody's offhanded comment has stopped me in my tracks and made me really think, okay, is this even viable? Am I, you know, it's, 
I, I know that there's a lot of articles going around right now about don't stop telling women that they have imposter syndrome. However, you know, that doubt creeps in and, a, you know, poorly formed comment it can really set people off in the wrong direction. But you're right. You just have to um, look at your North Star, figure out your purpose and say, no, I don't care what this one person says about this or me or the idea or the business model or whatever it is. You just have to keep marching. Totally. My mom says, don't close your own door. And I try to remember that because I think that so many times, at least it, I'm just going to speak for myself. I definitely have often had imposter syndrome. I've definitely had self-limiting beliefs. And so when I think of my mom saying, don't close your own door, I ask myself, okay, am I closing my own door right now? Or does that door actually need and want to be closed? And most of the time, it's me just having imposter syndrome and having self-limiting beliefs. I wish I knew your mom 10 years ago when I was pitching to angel investors. And I remember going to this, I had, I went to an event. They had like a speed pitching 30 second pitch competition. I nailed it. They gave me a subscription to their boot camp, this angel group, which is now defunct. And for good reason, hopefully it'll appear later in the story. So I go to their boot camp. I've got my amazing deck. I had, you know, this crazy career at MasterCard it was super, super successful there. Did not anticipate that I would be up against this wall of, I could call it out, but I won't say just attitudes. Let's call it in a very polite way, attitudes. I, you know, I was pitching this app. It was very early in the app days. And I had this investor just go, what's an app? And well, is this a lifestyle business? <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And it felt to me like, he was saying, you know, you're just a mom in a minivan, you know, going to soccer practice. How could you be running a real business? Meanwhile, I had been running like a ridiculous tens of millions of dollars businesses at MasterCard. So I was very offended and it was a, stu you know, stupid, naive move to not like push past that and ignore him and just move on. So, I mean, I just, I've been there. I know it's really, really tough. And those traumatic memories will stay with you a very, very, very long time and be that soundtrack in your head that can really hold you back. So that was one jerk, not my entire career. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production.